Welcome back to Bible Habits. We're in Psalm 22 today. I apologize for not being able to update regularly. I've come down with a pretty nasty virus that I'm still getting through, but wanted to upload Psalm 22 today. Psalm 22 is about the worst day of your life. It's easy to maintain your faith when life's going good. Easy life equals easy faith. And you can really believe in an all-powerful and all-loving God because you really feel that love every day when things are going your way. You pray easier, thanking God for your wonderful life. You go to church no problem because it's the least you could do for a God so awesome. You might even be a bit more charitable and open to doing good works because you can afford to be generous when God's got more blessings waiting around the corner for you. But what about your bad days? And not just the ones that have a bit more inconvenience than others. I'm talking about the bad days. The days that are going to shake you. The days that might even break you. Some of us have been through days like these, and if you haven't, it's probably coming. And when they do, they have the potential to shatter your faith. I've seen family deaths kill faith, nasty divorces tear apart relationships with God, and people with no hope in this life lose all hope in God. So what happens on the worst day of your life? Well, when we read Psalm 22, we get to see what David faced on one of the worst days of his life. The first picture we have drawn for us is like that of an abandoned child. Just reading in verse 1, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. David cries out to God, asking that all-important question, Why? Why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from my salvation? Why don't you hear me anymore? I remember getting lost at the zoo once when I was a young kid. I was just a little too distracted by the hippos. And after getting tired of them, I looked around and found myself abandoned. And I asked, where's mom and dad? And for a child, those first few moments of realizing that you're alone can be pretty terrifying. And you can't stop thinking, where did they go? Did they leave me? And you cry out to them, but nobody seems to be coming. Mom and dad, why have you forsaken me? But mom and dad didn't forsake me. I just got lost in the crowd for a moment, and after standing still for a few minutes, they found me. But that's not the case for David. David cries out day and night. He finds no rest because he's in complete despair. And David's not just lost, he's abandoned. And that's what we'll feel when tragedy hits us. We feel completely protected, enjoying our walk with God, and then we get hit hard. And as we get back on our feet trying to figure out just what happened, trying to pick up the pieces, we might find that God isn't anywhere to be found. And cry as we might, we don't hear anyone answer. On the worst day of your life, you're going to feel like an abandoned child. But unfortunately, David isn't really alone. He's also got the worst company around with his enemies. He's having the worst day of his life, and all anyone wants to do is mock him and torment him. David himself feels like a worm, completely insignificant and pretty gross. We skip down a bit and see how his enemies compare. The bulls of Bashan were known for their size. They were prized possessions of the tribe of Manasseh, and they were trampling David. They're like lions, stalking and growling before they pounce and kill. They're like a pack of dogs, ready to pounce as soon as he gives his last breath. And David doesn't stand a chance. From the beginning, he's always been made to trust in God. In verse 9, it was you who brought me out of the womb, making me secure at my mother's breast. I was given over to you at birth. You have been my God from my mother's womb. Don't be far from me because distress and near and there's no one to help. 
think about your dog or whatever pet you've got at hand and think about how much they depend on you. My dog has been fed, watered, and sheltered by me her entire life. And as a result, I have a hundred pound hunter who if she was lost in the woods, wouldn't stand a chance. Because by learning to depend on me, she's never learned to depend on herself and is completely unprepared for life on her own. And I think that's what David is feeling. He's depended on God since birth, and he's always looked to God to be the one to provide and protect. But now that he's gone, David's completely unprepared for life on his own. Now that he's alone and powerless to save himself, the world is simply staring in anticipation of his death so they can strip the body. On the worst day of your life, you'll be powerless, unprepared, and the world won't care. So how do we get through these kind of days? What we need to make sure that these bad days don't define our lives is just one simple ingredient, hope. If we're reading through Psalm 22, we find a sudden shift in tone around verse 21. Verse 21 switches from plea to praise in an instant. God finally does hear David and saves him from the worst day of his life. He's not abandoned, he's heard. He's not confused and alone. God's come to save him. And it doesn't matter if David is unprepared to meet life without God because God is here to take care of it. Now, some of us might be reading the depressing half of this psalm and think, yep, that's right. But when it turns into a psalm of praise, we think, yeah, right, that doesn't happen. That's fairy tale stuff. We're talking about real life. Well, David goes through all the pain and in the end says, don't worry, it will get better. Doesn't that kind of sound like telling a depressed person they would be happy if they just smiled more? Nice words, good intention, but they fall embarrassingly short of being helpful. That's just not how life works, we tell ourselves. But let's look at someone else for a moment. Let's look at the worst day of Jesus' life. I don't think I need to explain why the day of Jesus' death was the worst day of his life. And as Jesus was hanging by the nails driven into his hands, he cries out to God, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is the first line of Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus is being murdered by the very people he came to save, and the only words fitting for the occasion are the ones that we've been reading. But here's the thing. I don't think Jesus is calling out to God in this moment. I think he's calling out to the people who had him crucified. We know that he's quoting this psalm because of how many other parallels there are with it. Jesus is despised and mocked, just as in Psalm 22, 7. He's goaded into delivering himself from death, just as in Psalm 22, 8. His feet and hands are pierced. His clothes have lots cast for him, just as in Psalm 22, 16. Jesus was calling out to them and saying, this is what you think is going on. Psalm 22, verses 1 through 21. But in three days, I'll tell you about the second half of Psalm 22. I'll tell you that even though this is the worst day of my life, I have hope that God will see me. Jesus had this hope when he talked about his resurrection with his disciples. It was this hope that stopped him from calling down the 12 legions of angels. It was this hope that was justified when God raised Jesus from the dead on the first day of the week. It's not just Jesus' death that modeled Psalm 22, but also his resurrection. Jesus was able to get past the worst day of his life by always staying focused on the hope he had in God. We're not going to endure if we don't have hope. So we need to learn to trust in God, that he can and will deliver us, just as he did with David and Jesus. And not just from the bad days, but from this entire bad world. 
that he's going to raise us up on that day of judgment and make his home with us, where we'll never feel abandoned by him again. <laughs>